Welcome to another JMJ Missions podcast. I am your host, Anthony McCullough, joined by my co-hosts, or tri-hosts, Dan Palmieri and Rocco Tarabarelli. JMJ Missions is an online and in-person Catholic evangelization group. You can find us on every social media that exists, almost everyone, TikTok, Instagram, YouTube, and even Twitter. So get the birds ready. Today's podcast is going to be a little different. About one year ago, we made a rapid fire Q&A video. Well, Rocco made the video and we just sat Dan down and we grilled him. We asked him all kinds of questions about the faith and he had no idea what the questions were and he answered them in one take. And we decided it would be a good idea to rip the audio from that video and just let it play in podcast form. You're going to hear a lot of really interesting questions. Rocco's questions are kind of depressing. They're really dark and heavy and about death. And my questions are about angels and stuff like that. So, Rock, I don't know why yours were so heavy. I'm, I just wanted to come in hot and heavy. I mean, I'm, it was very know, hot and heavy. Just, I wanted it to be raw. Sorry, Dan. <laughs> and I hope it, you came okay. with your guns loaded and you actually did. You I was did. very proud of you. He totally did. Well, and, thank you. And the answer is spirit. Yeah, the answers that Dan provides are definitely from the Holy Spirit. And one thing I would like to add before we, we go through all that is um, th- these answers are really, really brief. Like I said, these, these answers came right off the top of my head. So, um, you know, if you want us to go more in depth on any of these questions, like you can DM us, Facebook us, comment on YouTube, whatever. Um, you know, first rate us five stars. That would help us out a lot um, to go more in depth. And uh, please don't take any of these answers as totally researched theologically. If I had more time to answer them for a specifically accurate theological answer, I totally would. All the answers completely belong um, subject to the Catholic Church, Catholic teaching, because like I said, it's very hard to answer these questions like in, you know, 30 seconds because they were, especially in Rock's case, just loaded. So, uh, but no, it was a lot of fun. So just a little disclaimer before we, before we play it. And one thing I would like to add is, um, this is Rocco speaking, by the way, I apologize <laughs> for my um, non-crisp, non-clear audio. I was not mic'd up as I was asking the questions. That's why you will notice a disparity between myself, my audio and Anthony's audio. He was mic'd up with a lavalier mic. Uh, so you might have to just adjust the volume a little bit on my questions. Just wanted to uh, put that out there as a disclaimer. And if you want to see the um, subtitled, because I, I believe we have subtitles for your... For your yes. Thing. Yeah, we do. So if yeah. you want to see the actual questions written down, you could look up our YouTube video, Rapid Fire Q&A on, well, obviously YouTube. <laughs> right. Yeah. And again, if you want uh, a more in-depth answer, as Dan said, just comment that on YouTube and that's how we'll know which one to tackle in a more serious video. And real quick... I want to plant the Easter egg now. If you've listened to our podcast, we've had, I think this is our 13th podcast. We plant Easter eggs. So this Easter egg is you have to comment 80s music is awesome. That's 80s music is is awesome. And you'll see why. Yeah. Enjoy. (laughs) Enjoy. So what do you got for me, Rock? So, Ant, like, what's with all this God business? The fact that he's supposed to be a a loving father, our heavenly father. When people try to connect to him, the man's nowhere to be found. You know, Rock, I was wondering the same thing. And my gripe is kind of with the whole ask and you shall receive thing. I mean, if I ask for a million dollars, it's not going to happen. And the Catholic Church with all these rules and commandments. I just want to be free. I just want to live my own life. And so does everybody else. Yeah, I just want to be in peace. And another thing, the whole Bible stuff. There's 73 books in there, but I mean, come on, who actually wrote that? I mean, you expect me to believe this stuff? So clearly us at JMJ Missions do not feel this way, but a lot of people do feel that way. So myself and Anthony decided to sit Dan down 
so that he could clarify all of these questions that people have. Note that Dan does not know any of the questions we are about to ask him. This whole segment is totally unscripted. We hope you enjoy it. We hope it brings a lot more hope into your life and all the lives of people who are asking these same questions. All right, fire away. Okay, Dan. So if God is love, or if God exists, then how is there so much suffering in the world? So a couple reasons. Um, suffering is not because of God. He doesn't cause it. Suffering is because of our free choice, our choice to do evil, which causes evil to kind of like contaminate the entire world. And um, the reason that God allows evil is because of free will. So um, in order to allow us to be able to love one another, we have to have a choice of good or evil. Unfortunately, we choose evil. Suffering comes from that. But you didn't stop there. God actually, through the cross, through Jesus, like enters into our suffering and brings good out of it, gets us to heaven through it. Now, the Bible seems very fictional. There's a lot of stories, a lot of things going on. It seems very, uh, almost outlandish. So why should we believe the Bible, or can we believe the Bible? We can completely believe the Bible. It's completely inspired by the Holy Spirit. We don't think that like it just dropped out of the sky and there some dude was and found it and said, from God, the Bible. Like, that's obviously not how that happened. But we believe, we believe that people um, were inspired throughout tons of generations from the Old Testament and the New Testament, and that as they wrote these pages, something spoke to them, the Holy Spirit spoke to them, and allowed them to be free from error. But it doesn't mean that they were, like, robotically were controlled by some, like, full, like, by God. They were themselves, they wrote in their own words, their own language, but they had truth and love almost driving what they said. We can believe it because we, have, we know nothing in it has been proven uh, false, at least when it comes to faith and morals. Some of the Old Testament stories, they're really old, um, and many of those things may have absolutely happened. Some of them may have been stories, you have to talk to theologians about that. Everything in the New Testament with Jesus onward, we believe completely happened. Dan, we're told that God has a beautiful plan for each person's life. Yet just recently, two men, one who was 18, one who was 24, uh, died in a bay at the Jersey Shore trying to save people who were drowning, which was very heroic of them. Where was God then? Why didn't he save them? And did he not have a plan for them? Okay, it's a great question. I heard about that. Really, really sad. Um, God absolutely had a plan for their lives, and we have to keep, uh, keep things in context. For God, the most important thing in the world is someone getting to heaven. It doesn't matter how long people live, it doesn't matter how they die, what matters most is getting to heaven. That's why like, we all feel something in our hearts that says that like, you know, this world quite, is, isn't quite good enough. So it's not about living to 100 or 5, it's about getting to heaven. And God may have, that may have been their path somehow to get to heaven. Um, something may have happened to cause that, maybe something that God never really had intended from the beginning to cause these things from happening, but he knew about it ahead of time and will use that to get somebody to heaven by whatever, by whatever means necessary. Uh, he also gives us the church and the sacraments, especially confession, to make sure that we're always in a state of grace so we can be ready when those things happen. Um, so we just pray for them that they were in a state of grace, we pray for their souls, and it's never hopeless. So why do some evil people kind of quote unquote get away with it. People who don't get caught or don't get in trouble for the things that they do. Okay, a uh, couple things. Uh, number one, it's really important when we think of those things not to be like jealous of people that have gotten away with evil deeds. Someone who has God who's innocent has a peace and a joy and a love inside their heart that absolutely just obliterates the pleasure or the feeling of satisfaction you get from doing evil. So we don't really need to worry about 
whether or not they got away with anything because I guarantee if you have God, you're happier than they are anyway and they're missing out. The second thing is in the end, no one gets away with anything. Right in this world, right now, they will have a lack of peace because of a guilty conscience and something inside where they have been rejecting God. So I can tell you they're not as happy as you might think now, and especially the afterlife. If you don't repent, you, you definitely don't get away with anything. So we have nothing to worry about. So there's a lot of talk about angels and demons and all these spiritual beings, and, and these, these can't be real, right? They absolutely can be real. But you say, well, how could angels and demons, you know, be real. I've never, I mean, we've ever seen demons or see angels or whatever, uh, but it's important to remember angels and demons are not like the cartoon fictional things you see in posters or in videos or like pictures, whatever, like memes or whatever. Yeah, they're not those kinds of things. They are all spirit, which means they literally don't have a shape. They don't have a form. So we could just write our best, you know, our best drawing down of what these things look like doesn't mean that's actually, they're not as cartoonish as you think. So how do you know they exist? Well, look at your own soul. Your own soul clearly exists. The difference between, sounds kind of weird, but the difference between like a dead body and a living human being is that the, the human being that's alive clearly has a soul intact with their body. So we have something literally a part of us that does not exist in a physical way. Um, so why, and we believe that people obviously live on in heaven, something tells, that, tells us that, so why wouldn't other creatures exist that were created by God that just never had a physical body? Just be the same as having a soul and no body or very similar to it. So Dan, uh, another another story in the news, 14 nuns just died in a convent in Michigan. And these were women that gave their entire lives to the Lord in service, and they gave their whole lives to Him to pray for the world. Um, and they were always praying, I'm sure, daily, rosaries, psalms. Were they not protected? Were they not fortified in prayer? And why even pray at all if I'm subjected to the same evil? or the atheist is subjected to the same evil as, as they are. Because in this world, it says in scripture, God makes the, the sun rise on the good and the bad. God loves everyone equally, a nun, and, and the most, the most uh, you know, hardened atheist and the most prayerful nun in the world, they're both loved equally by God. We're all gonna be subjected to the same things. I would say if you go to those nuns personally, I, I saw the, the, the convent that they lived at, um, I saw the pictures of them, they looked like joyful, holy, prayerful women. Um, if you were to go to them and they were still alive and ask them about what if you were to pass from this virus, I'm sure almost every single one of them, if not all of them, would have told you, if that's God's will, that's absolutely fine because in the end, we're not aiming for this world, we're aiming for heaven. And they are, I guarantee they're a million times better off now than they were in this world. So how do we know that the Eucharist, you know, the, the tiny white host, how do we know that that's actually Jesus? Why should we believe that? It sounds really weird. How can like a little wafer be God? You know, how, you know it just sounds outlandish to non-Catholics and especially to non-Christians, but it's because Jesus said it. He said, this is my body. He said, this is my blood. Now, when God says something, like when God says, let there be light, it happens. Jesus did not say, this is like my body, it's like my blood, he said, this is my body, this is my blood. And I would say two more things that would really kind of um, drive that message home and why it's real. Number one, God's love. God loves us tremendously. It, his love is so strong that he didn't just want to stop at like loving us spiritually, he created a physical world. If he wanted us all to be angels in a non-physical world, that would have happened. We live in a physical world, so God loves us so much with the Eucharist that he wants to be one with us physically and spiritually. 
completely. He, those are kind of fused in the Eucharist. And the second reason uh, I would say to believe would be Eucharistic miracles. Every few years it happens that a, a host, a Eucharistic host will bleed real blood. They'll test it and it'll be the same blood type. Um, one time it was heart tissue from the human heart of uh, someone who had been tortured. I believe in Argentina in the 70s they tested it. This happens all the time. It's a scientific fact. So if you don't believe God loves you that much, check that out and find out that he does. So talking about sin, why do we have to confess to a priest? It's a great question. I always say, people say, well, why do I have to confess to a priest? Like, does God like not love me? Does God not forgive me? It's not like God's like, oh, you have to confess to a priest or else I don't love you and don't forgive you. Like, God's not out to get anybody. So here's how I put it. God loves and forgives everybody. He will try to forgive you no matter what you do. But the problem is kind of like there are certain sins that are so intense and, and, and wound our soul so much and we know we're not meant for it that like you can tell yourself all oh, you want, God forgives me, God forgives me, God forgives me, and he does. But on our end, those sins put such a guilt inside that God knew we needed something extra to kind of be sure that, 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 that wall, those walls of guilt and those walls of shame get shattered. And so when you see it, when you tell a priest, someone who Jesus has specifically given the power to absolve sins for, uh, with, to, in his name, and someone that you, you finally own up to your sins, you don't just think about it, you speak them. I mean, there's such, there's such a cleansing effect. Psychologists will tell you this. Such a cleansing effect for actually like, speaking about your sins and getting them out, facing them. When you face your sins and speak them to a priest and own up to them, and then hear a representative of Jesus say, in the name of the Father, Son, and the Holy Spirit, I forgive you of your sins, you know, through, through, through the suffering and death of Jesus Christ, you know you are forgiven. You're not just telling yourself God forgives you. God has just shattered the, the walls of guilt and shame that have built up in your own heart. It's not that God doesn't love you and he's out to get you. It's that our shame gets us and we don't ever want to feel that shame when we know Jesus has forgiven us. Why are we, why do we exist? Why were we given life if we're just gonna die anyway? It just seems, it just feels like life is just totally pointless. That is a great question. It's because of love. If we were just created to be angels or didn't exist at all, there's nothing special about that. Uh, not that the angels aren't special, they had a choice too, but if we were just, if we were just uh, created to, f to be forced into some spiritual zone with God with no choices, like here we are, you know, then that's not love. So we had to like battle it out here and choose good over evil and get really good at choosing good over evil, choosing love over not love throughout our entire lives. And every time you choose God over sin, you choose love over not love, your soul kind of like expands. It kind of just gets more and more bright with God's grace. And so what more glorious thing in the world could there be besides people here just in their suffering world choosing love over and over and over again? It'd be, it'd be way better than if we hadn't existed at all. So it's to win heaven, it's to get his love into your heart, literally. And also because God couldn't contain himself. God is pure love. He just Love just spills over. God did not have to make, it's a theological fact, God did not have to make this world. He would have been absolutely the exact same with this world or without this world. He would have been the exact same, his happiness level can't get any better. He can't get any more glorious. But because he's just pure love, he just couldn't help himself. He wanted to share it and he wanted us to find him through our own free will. Now the first commandment says that you shall not have any other false gods before me, but Catholics kind of worship Mary, don't they? We don't. If you go up to any Catholic and they say, I'm worshiping Mary, they're a bad Catholic. They don't know to understand the teachings of the church, but not many Catholics would actually say that. 
Um, what we do is we honor saints the same way we honor uh, great heroes of our country, great people we look up to, the same way we have different monuments to like, you know, respect people that did great things, even though they weren't perfect, that's what we do with the saints. When you see a Catholic kneeling and praying at a statue of a, a saint, that Catholic is well aware that, that that saint was not God and that they were not perfect and they are not worshiping them. And if they think so, that's a problem. What we do is we honor what they did with their lives. We ask, uh, we ask, that we ask God that we can maybe be the same as them. We read about their, their writings because the Holy Spirit was really active in their lives. And then finally, we ask them to just pray for us from heaven the same way I'd ask you or, or Rock to pray for, for me right now. And they're on our team. Like they actually actually are out there. Like you, got, like, you know, I got my own crew in heaven, at least I think I do, uh, praying for me. Uh, so, so I know that they, they help me out a lot. So there's a lot of times where I pray for things and I can pray for this or that, and I just don't get what I pray for. So. Is God listening to my prayers? Does he care about my prayer? So it's either you are praying for the wrong thing or he has something better in mind or you're not praying the right way. Uh, praying for the wrong thing. Sometimes we pray for like random stuff like a new car or something like that. I mean, God loves us so much that he would actually only answer prayers if it's good for our soul. That's the most important thing. When your soul is lit up with God, not anything else, that's not gonna make you quite as happy. So I would say make sure you're praying for the right thing. If it's a person, just be patient. Uh, someone who's in sin that you're praying for, like God is holding on to those prayers until their will opens up because he would never force himself into their heart. So he's waiting for them to open their will for those prayers to kind of kick in. Also, Jesus said certain demons can only be overcome by prayer and fasting. So maybe their situation, maybe they've really hardened their heart and they need a little fasting and a little more patient prayer. Uh, and finally, if, in the end, if you don't get something, it's just because um, it's just not good for you. You know, he's only gonna give you prayers if they're actually really good for you. But you pray with love, humility and confidence, you'd be surprised about uh, with how much he actually does answer your prayers. Dan, it's not, it's not fair how some people come from good circumstances and some people come from bad circumstances. A person might come from a good loving home, two parents who always loved them and gave them everything they wanted and nourished them and brought them up right, and they're successful because of that. What about the person that comes from a broken home who never knew their mom or dad and it's not fair that they were dealt that hand in life. Okay, so it is not fair that they were dealt that hand in life, and the reason things aren't fair in life is because of sin. There's imbalances because of the sin in the world. It's just thrown things off. However, every single soul, even if you come from a horrible family, you were never even taught about God, just through your conscience, every single soul has been given enough knowledge, just through knowing we have this sense of right and wrong from God to be able to be saved. There's not one soul that with God made that had no chance of going to heaven because everyone just has this sense of love that they are supposed to be a good person. And if they're truly honest with themselves, God's grace can get in there and they can be saved. However, it's really important for parents and for families and friends to be the best parents, families and friends that we can be because that allows God to give a little more help to people. So no one's ever lost, no one's ever hopeless, but pray for others and be that light to other people. Be good parents, be good siblings and friends because that's what's gonna help people and give them little bonuses uh, along the way to their journey to salvation. So Dan, what would you say to someone who is just uh, beginning their, their faith journey? Maybe they have a lot of questions, they don't really know where to turn, this can seem really overwhelming. So what advice would you give to someone who's just, just beginning the journey or, or thinking about beginning the journey? Great question. I would say take it one step at a time. Um, first, just know that little feeling inside of you that everyone has that tells you to get up in the morning, that tells you to be hopeful, that tells you to be a loving person, 
It's not there for no reason. It's not a coincidence. It's the Holy Spirit. God has placed that in your heart. He's placed it in the heart of every single human being. And then he's given us the church and the sacraments and the Bible to help grow that light, to help always grow that light inside of you. Um, and of course, confession to, to get that light back when you've uh, allowed darkness to come in. So I would say, don't be overwhelmed. Maybe start off reading the Bible here and there. Um, start off going to, of course, going to mass on Sundays. Um, and maybe like take five or 10 minutes of prayer every day to shut your eyes and get in touch with the Holy Spirit inside of you um, and keep learning. Um, take it one step at a time. You're not gonna be saint overnight. That's totally fine. Just, uh, and when you fall, get back up. A lot of people say, God took my mom when I was very young or God took my aunt when I was very young. And there's a lot of bitterness in their heart because of that. And for that, they want nothing to do with God. So what would you say to that person? <sighs> Couple things. First thing is we tend to really miss people that pass away. I've had relatives that passed away suddenly. It's very hard and we can almost become really upset or angry that God took that person away because we miss them so much. But I would say, think about why you miss them. We know through our faith that every single good quality in anybody, any act of love ever done was actually God. It was actually a person saying yes to God. So what you're missing in that person that has passed is actually God. <laughs> it, you're, you're missing God in them. And you can have God right here, right now. So every time you shut your eyes, every time you receive the Eucharist, you are connecting with the same God in heaven, that same Christ that gave all the beautiful qualities to the person that you missed, number one. And number two, I know you miss that person specifically though, the way they, they interact with you, their personality, everyone's so beautiful, everyone's different. And I would say that this is why heaven is where we are supposed to ultimately go. We're not meant to be on this earth forever. I can guarantee you that through your prayers, you can get them to heaven quicker through purgatory. And if they are in heaven, they are billions of times happier than we could ever imagine. And so if we wanna see them again, we wanna seek God, because we're gonna find them in God, both in this life and in the next. Why do people die young? I, 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 we don't know every case. Case by case, you need to be some kind of mystic saint to know exactly why people die when they do. But just know that God knew about it ahead of time and he's taking care of things. He's gonna give everyone close in the graces they need to be hopeful the rest of their life, to get through and to see them again in heaven. So Dan, what did you think of that roller coaster? Did you enjoy, uh, did you enjoy filming that, that it, day? Uh, I did, it was actually a lot of fun, you know, because it was like a nice day. It was, was a nice, in a nice day. polo. We looked all tan. Yeah, it was. Very tan. We looked tan. Because that was, we filmed that one in August of 2020. <laughs> Um, yeah, August of twenty. That's right. Right before yeah. your wedding, I believe. After. Right. Yeah. Right, right after your wedding. Just, yeah. Oh no, no, no. Was it right before? We filmed it right before. Right. We released it. That's right. right. I, yeah. I was in a good mood. It was summer. I was about to get married. We were yeah. all looking pretty good. Yeah. You know? Especially me. Yeah. Plus, like <laughs> me and I had the apartment together at that time. That was a lot of fun. I just love that nice, bright, open room that we filmed it in. Yeah. So, right. much, so much light in that right. room. Do you think it was they would a let good us time. film the people that live there now? I think we should go back and. I think they'd be a little freaked out. Um, just, you know, just knock on their door. Hi, we need to like film a video in your, in your living room. We used to live here. I just need to bring would... back some nostalgia. Do you have a few minutes? Do you have a few minutes of your time? <laughs> Probably think we're going to try to sell them some like, I don't know. Yeah. So Dan, did pamphlets. you know any of these questions? Like, did we really not tell you? Yeah, I know. I really didn't know them. Yes. I really did not know the questions. We ahead promise of time. you the audience. He did not know any of the questions. Uh, in fact, me and Ant were cooking up some questions in the living room. And Dan um, prayerfully, well, he went into his room and just whistled. Whistle. He was whistling. Snapping his but fingers. Well, I was in prayer. I'm sure you <laughs> were in praying. prayer and meditating um, on all the questions that you thought we were going to ask you. Yep. 
uh, just to be somewhat prepared, but I did not know any questions. And I didn't actually think about the questions, what you're Mm going to ask uh, at all. Why is that? You've got to rely on the Holy Spirit. Um, Mm -hmm. And that's actually very humbling. This is what I wanted to get to is that number one, my answers um, were actually, they weren't perfect. You know what I mean? Like uh, after I looked at the video, I thought, okay, they're, they're okay. But I could have explained this better. I could have explained that better. There's a few points I didn't think of. So it's humbling because, number one, they weren't perfect. And like I said, if you're looking for a perfect answer, that's not possible in 30 seconds. And there are, actually there are people out there that could answer your specific questions way better than mine. However, I thought they were good enough, and that we can't take credit for. That's just – you have to take credit um, – give the Holy Spirit all the credit. And that's why I didn't think about the, uh, the questions ahead of time because if I had to, then I'm relying on my own intellect. And that's not – ever going to work in the spiritual realm. We have to give it all up to the Lord. And, and thanks be to God, he bailed me out. Um, but then again, like I said, this is why we have to stay so humble and give the credit to God. Kind of like, Aunt, you just had a really successful talk yesterday. And I know if anybody asked you, um, you know, in, in your youth talk, you know, who the credit goes to it, just in one second, you'd definitely give it to God. You know what I mean? Maybe. <laughs> Maybe. Um, and same for you, Rock, all your inspirations in the fil- in film, you know, you may have a have a you may be really good at craft uh, your craft, which is editing, and filmmaking and filming, but the inspirations for the all the goodness behind the inspirations that yeah. you have, they have to go. The credit has to go to the Holy Spirit all the time. For our audience, real quick, Dan, like, um, mm-hmm. how do you find that balance between like prepping and not testing God? Um, I think, geez, that's a great question. In the end, I think you have to be responsible because you can't just be lazy. God, you know, God gave us this world. He gave us this physical world that we, that we, out of love for him, we work at things. You know, we, we train our minds. We study the faith. We, we research. You look up Thomas Aquinas and you, you look up, uh, you know, the, the theology and the teachings of the church, the writings of the saints. Because then it's just like you're lazy. And that can't be our, our point here that God put us here for. Just like let him do everything and just sit back and do nothing. Mm-hmm. But at the same time, in order to keep us humble— we really can't rely on our own intellect because um, then, like, if, if you don't, if you spend all your time studying and no time praying, then your mind might kind of sort of be ready, but your heart is not. Your heart is like, like when you're answering questions about the faith, you're answering with your heart and your mind. The way I think of it is, here, here, here's, here's how, here's how I answer these questions. I think to myself, God is definitely real. I feel Him in my heart. I know the joy and the peace that I feel in my heart comes from somewhere and it's God and, there, and, and and therefore everything will make sense eventually. And knowing in my heart, feeling that little feeling of goodness and love and joy in my heart, I let that try to inform my intellect. So every question that you ask me, it's not like I knew the answer ahead of time and studied it or anything like that. It's like it, the answers just kind of come. And Aunt, you've said this with your students. Mm-hmm. If your heart is in the right place, if you're 100% sure that God does exist, that, that, that Jesus died on the cross for you, that there's a plan, that every, there's, a, there's a meaning behind everything, there's a rhythm to life, heaven is real, all that kind of stuff. If that kind of joyful peace is in your heart, then you know there has to be an answer to this question. Whatever ever question a skeptic can a- ask you, there has to be an an- a good answer. And um, if you let that, that feel, like I said, our faith's not a feeling, but if you let that uh, the peace of the Holy Spirit inform your mind, the answers normally do come. Unless, of course, God wants to g- kind of give you a little more humility, in, in which case you just got to say, hey, I don't know the answer to that, but I know there is an answer. I'll research it. I'll get back to you. I'll talk to somebody about it. Right. Yeah. So I think it's a, a blend of, um, pra- of uh, prayer and study, but if you have to pick one over the other, you always err on the side of prayer, I think. That was a great response. That was like a little kind of mini rapid fire question <laughs> in, its, in itself. <laughs> Uh, so yeah, again, um, 
the the answers that I gave were not perfect. Um, so if you're looking for the best question, I'm sure you can go to catholicanswers.com. Jimmy Aiken's really good with that kind of stuff. They always have him on as a guest. In fact, he might actually be a co-host now. So like these an- these questions have been answered. <laughs> you know what's funny is that almost any question you can be asked, Thomas Aquinas answered it a thousand years ago. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> already. Um, not that I actually know what he said. I just know that like if you look up his summa. These all these atheists and agnostics, they think they like they've cracked it. Like, oh, see how could God exist? Because like mm-hmm. you know, who well, who made God if that's the case or whatever? And then like Thomas Aquinas answered that in like the 1200s. It's okay, you know what I mean? Um, so it's just funny that like the an- the answers aren't really as complex or as as mysterious as you think sometimes. Right. Um, but uh, yeah, it was, it was it was a lot of fun. I, I um, had a good time with it. Yeah. And uh, my dream actually one day is maybe to answer those kinds of questions on a university level. Because, you know, mm-hmm. if you go on YouTube, you look up Christian speakers at universities and uh, you get so many agnostic or like atheistic kids that are like super depressed and like sad. And they actually go and they, they are like very and I feel my heart bleeds for these kids. You know what I mean? Like some of these kids, like they just, you know, they've been through a lot of hardship in their life. They've never really learned how to pray or learn how to connect with God. And, and, and they're lonely. And and of course, how can you believe in God then? You know what I mean? Some people start to to start to fall and then when your heart starts to stop believing in god starts to quit on those ideas of peace and love and goodness and that there's a meaning behind everything all of a sudden your heart starts to as we said inform your mind and your mm-hmm. mind starts to doubt and your mind will come up with every reason why god doesn't exist rather than all the good reasons why he does mm-hmm. i would love to answer some of those questions of those students in, at universities like with love and hopefully yeah. help to change their mind a little bit or at least give them hope yeah um, I think if you if you if you show anybody love and you also give a good solid, humble answer, you're gonna get somewhere with them. At least plant a seed. So that's right. what I'd like to do with that one day, if 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 it's God's will. Right. Yeah, and I'm sure that'll happen. Like, there's no reason why that won't happen if it's yeah. God's will. You're more than qualified to do that. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Anybody here <laughs> works for, for you. works at a <laughs> university or a campus minister? We'd love to come help you out. Yeah. In fact, it'd be fun to like, just like go somewhere. Like, if you're in Florida listening to this at a university like just invite us we'll, we'll come we'll go yeah we'll yeah. go like, that would be super yeah. fun we'll make a vlog out of it mm-hmm. <laughs> rock yeah. last rock put it on youtube sure yeah <laughs> all right so uh hopefully you enjoyed this podcast let's close with a prayer sure in the name of the father and of the son of the holy, holy spirit. spirit amen lord um thank you for uh today's podcast uh, we hope we reached uh, a lot of people who may have been struggling with these questions in their own minds Uh, a lot of doubters, agnostics listening, even atheists listening. Uh, We pray that you may um, have gotten to them and connected with them in a very real way, and we we continue to pray for their conversion. Uh, Hail Mary, full of grace, the Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou among women, and blessed is the fruit of thy womb, Jesus. Holy Holy Mary, Mary, Mother Mother of God, God, pray pray for for us sinners sinners, now and at the the hour of our death. death. Amen. Amen. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Amen. God bless. (laughs) 